0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Howard J. Dingers, (laughs) and this is Three Count Review. Welcome to Monday Night Raw! Monday Night Raw and Smackdown Live Review. Do I have everybody's attention now? Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW Sports Podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined by no one. <laughs> uh, Connor has to do a baseball game again today, and I um, couldn't uh, – I mean, no one else is available. Everyone's else in class, and I'm a little crunched for time, so I couldn't really reschedule. But that's okay, because today is just uh, the Raw and SmackDown review today, so i done that before, by myself before I'm gonna do it by myself again uh, so that's that's what we're gonna do before we get started make sure to find all of our Twitters uh, follow us on Twitter uh, all the links are in the, the description below uh, especially if you're a wrestling fan if you're listening to this the three count review uh, Twitter page that's where I tweet all of uh, all of my wrestling uh, thoughts opinions facts all that fun stuff live tweets during some shows so, Make sure you follow that for sure. Um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Anchor, that's our home base, um, but most most, uh, most podcast providers, we're on there, so just find your favorite one, just give us a subscribe. If you give us a little review or uh, anything of the kind, we will give you a quick shout out and yeah, support. <laughs> so let's crack on with the Monday Night Raw review. We started off the show with Triple H coming out for some reason, um, and he was joined by Seth Rollins, and they basically hugged it out, had handshake, I don't know. It, it it was kind of a pointless segment to say, yeah, now you have a, you know, don't worry about the Money in the Bank winner because you have a an opponent that night. Okay, cool, whatever. I, it was a weird, because then, oh man, because then all of the people came, the uh, six people came out, and we all knew, Already, they had already announced the three triple threats for the number one contendership match. It was just, and all, all the all six of those people came out and cut promos. It it was just a very sloppy put together segment. I was not a fan, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. We jumped right into the first triple threat match. So it's two triple threat matches at the beginning of the show, and the winner of each of those matches will have a one on one match later in the night, and the winner of that one-on-one match, will be the number one contender for Seth Rollins' Universal Championship. And the first triple threat match was AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. And this was a fantastic match. This was super fun. All of these guys have great chemistry. Obviously, they all have history together. Um, So it it was just, for lack of a better word, phenomenal. Um, it, It was really fun. The end of the match saw Rey Mysterio hit a 619 on Samoa Joe and then he went for a seated senton off the ropes uh, to AJ Styles. AJ caught him in a powerbomb right next to Joe and then he held on to him and hit he hit he, he hit a Styles Clash with Rey Mysterio on top of Samoa Joe and then threw Samoa or threw Rey away and pinned Samoa Joe. So AJ Styles won the first triple threat match. It was a great finishing sequence, uh, very creative, very fun. That's something we've never seen before. So it was uh, very entertaining. Great, great opening match uh, for Monday Night Raw. So then we had oh man, okay. So then we had Naomi coming out, and she was going to take on Billy Kay of the Iconics. I love the Iconics, and they they did a little Ariana Grande you know, coffee thing right beforehand. Their promos are good. I like the delivery of their promos. This one, the writing for it was a little weak in my opinion, but they, their delivery is just so good. And it's the people complain cause they don't like it and it's too obnoxious and it's whiny. That's the point of these promos. I, I feel like I say this every week and I feel like everyone says this every week. They're, they're meant to be annoying. They're meant to be heels that you boo because you don't like what they're saying or you don't like how they're saying it. And they're doing it very well, I think. Um on Raw they didn't get a very good reaction. Um but we'll talk about it more when SmackDown comes around later in the show. Uh but yeah we had it was very quick match. Naomi beat Billy Kay. I don't even remember how the end of the match happened, to be honest. I I don't know. Sunset Flip, I think it. Yeah, it was a Sunset Flip to finish the match. It. I don't. They're killing these tag teams. I. I can understand why Bailey and Sasha are so upset with this women's tag division because the Iconics won the belts and they did this great segment on SmackDown uh, two nights after Mania with with the with the Brooklyn Bells or whatever, and it was a very fun segment. They won that match, but ever since they've had four matches now, including Raw and SmackDown, and they've lost all four, whether it's tag team or singles competition. I just don't understand it. It doesn't give them a win. Like you can't, the the, the biggest uh, comparison that I see for the Iconics are edge and Christian. Now, obviously they're not nearly the same level as edge and Christian, but they're edge and Christian. Like they have these very funny segments. They have, they're very good promo. They're, they're, they're very silly, but the, the way that edge and Christian worked was that they were able to win matches. They're still good wrestlers. And Right now, Iconics are losing, and, and it's just not working enough. They need, to, they need to win some matches. They need to have some credibility. It's kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, we'll talk about that more because the Iconics are also on SmackDown. So then we had the second triple threat uh, going into the number one contendership match, and it was uh, Baron Corbin versus Miz versus Drew McIntyre. And at the beginning of the match saw McIntyre and Corbin working together to face Miz, Miz was kind of holding him off for a little bit but they eventually kept beating him up but then mcintyre pretty quickly turned on baron corbin great i love it hopefully the trio is done and uh i did not think this match would live up to the first triple yeah triple threat match that we had in the beginning of the night but i really think it did this it was a great match surprisingly um You know, McIntyre, I think, is the strongest out of these three. Um, But, I mean, Miz and Corbin were able to have some great spots. It was a good match. The end saw uh, Miz was holding all of them back. He hits Corbin out of the ring with a clothesline, turns around, Claymore from Drew McIntyre. But Corbin runs in, throws McIntyre out of the ring, and steals the pin for himself. Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles for the number one contendership later in the night. Uh, good match. I'm not. I guess I'm okay with Corbin winning because it's a, it it it, drove in a little more heat and it protected uh, Drew pretty well. So I'm I'm hoping that continues to trend. I I hope Drew finds himself in the main event scene sometime this summer. You know, at the SummerSlam. It would be a great Drew versus Seth would be a great SummerSlam match. Um, I just want Drew in that. I think he deserves that uh, main event spot. Eventually, so yeah, decent match. Then we had Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is just incredible. He came out and he cut his promo again on uh, uh, j- just the WWE universe. How he he when he was out for those eight months or nine months or whatever it was, he was saying how happy he was. He put up pictures from his vacations, like look at me here, look at me here, look at that face. It's genuinely happy. Uh, and then I came back and I hate. I I felt not happy again and why was it was it management was it all this was it this was it the backstage environment uh but no it was none of that it was you guys it was the fans you guys are so negative and you just criticize everything and he just he turned everything on the fans and it 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 feels like if you really look at it in black and white it it's a typical wwe heel turn kind of promo where he's saying you guys it's your fault the fans like boo the fans but sammy's delivery of it and the way he words it it, it's working very well and sammy's just fantastic this heel character that he has going has just been incredible i love it and uh he said his little catchphrase again he said y'all should take a vacation too they could take a trip to hell (laughs) it's just it's just funny i like it so then as Sammy's making his way out of the arena, Cedric Alexander's music hits, and Cedric is coming out and they have a little face off. I think that would be a fun feud for someone to be like, hey man, don't disrespect the fans. Blah, blah, blah. I think Cedric would fit that very well. And the matches would be fantastic because they're both very good wrestlers. Um so yeah, next we had the newly the new addition to Ross Cedric Alexander versus another new addition, Cesaro. Because the superstar shakeup is still in effect. Because there were a couple mix-ups. So, Fox apparently wanted Andrade as a Latino star. And so, they moved Andrade and Zelina, and subsequently Aleister Black, to stay with Zelina, over to SmackDown. So, then they had to move people over to Raw. So, they moved Cesaro. And I believe someone else that I'm forgetting. Uh, But we'll come to it, I guess, if it pops (laughs) up. So, yeah. Then we had cedric versus cesaro which in my mind at first i'm like all right this is gonna be a good first match for cedric uh it's gonna be a great showing for cesaro and it's just overall gonna be good like it's just uh yeah and cedric can go over with you know maybe a roll-up or just a good cesaro tries to cheat like this will be a good w- first win for cedric was my first thought and Springboard into a uh, European uppercut. Cesaro wins clean. L- little damaging to Cedric, but I'm o. Again, I'm okay. Uh, on one hand, I'm okay with it because I want Cesaro to be pushed as a top guy. So, as a singles competitor, now I'm not gonna get my hopes up until they actually start showing me something because we've been down that road with Cesaro before. But I really think that he deserves a top spot, even if it's top mid-card. You're, you know, squeaking in that middle, kind of like Miz was for a while, where it's like mid-card, but you can jump to the main event. I think Cesaro is that good. So, hopefully, this is the start of that. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much, though. We'll see. Once they prove something, then I'll start believing in it. Uh, Hopefully, they do something with Cedric, too, because that could – it could be very easy for him to just get lost in the shuffle pretty quickly. So we'll see what happens, but, uh, there's hope, I guess. Um, Oh, excuse me. Next. We had the NXT tag team champions, the Viking Raiders, not the Viking experience anymore, not war Raiders anymore, not war machine. No, the Viking Raiders attacking Lucha house party. It was supposed to be a scheduled match but they just attacked the Lucha House Party during their entrance and absolutely destroyed them, and it was fantastic because War Raiders are amazing. Yes, I'm still going to call them War Raiders. You'll know who I'm talking about. Don't get... whatever. Um, And, yeah, the, and then <laughs> and now they still have the fallout as their finisher, the top rope leg drop, but I think... <laughs> now one of their new finishers is where uh Ro throws throws them up throws the opponent up and hansen catches them and does that power slam and it's not that move is now called the viking experience <laughs> <laughs> they just can't let it go can they i think it's actually a good move a good name for a move um so that was a good segment i'm i think that they're building the war raiders to become the next raw tag team champions uh but uh which the reason i think that is because hawkins and Ryder were then showed backstage with the titles and they were saying how you know we're not scared of these newcomers these horny vikings they were called or something like that horny mammoths i think he called them i don't know um (laughs) but yeah he said we're not we're not worried about them because we've been here 11 years and we know what we're doing okay zach prove it (laughs) that's all i gotta say on that um and then they had a segment it was the uh usos cutting a promo and while that happened uh they got interrupted by the revival the revival popped in and they're like hey you guys did really good on smackdown but this is raw we're top guys you're not top guys blah 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 they panned back to the usos and they fell asleep (laughs) standing up which was really funny and then they woke up real exaggerated and everything and they're like they're like hey yo you know what I I don't even remember it It was it was a good segment I, I won't do it justice if I you know I'm not doing it justice right now both guys were very good cutting their promos uh as they always are and this would be a great kind of number one contendership feud for the tag titles uh you know just have this as its own separate feud winner of that ends up taking on War Raiders if my predictions go right. Also at one point, uh, I believe it was Jay or Jimmy. One of them uh, said something about uh, no drinking and driving and looked at the other one <laughs> and then they carried on with their promo. Very funny, I like that they I like that they're bringing light to it, I guess. I, I'm, I'm okay with that kind of meta humor. Uh, so then we had uh, Becky Lynch, Becky two belts taking on Alicia Fox. Uh phew. so <laughs> mm-hmm. Becky came out and she cut a little bit of a promo. Lacey came out and cut a little bit of a promo. And then we had the Alicia Fox match. The match was bad. I worry about Alicia Fox. I know she's had a little bit of a shady history these past couple months. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to take any of that into account. She was just bad. There was a lot of miscommunication here. And it, I felt very bad for Becky Lynch because she had to, she, she, she subsequently looked bad because of Alicia Fox. And that's, I don't think that's fair for Becky to be put in this kind of position. It's going to cool her off. It already is starting to cool her off. And it, this just was not, was not good. Uh, so Alicia tapped out to the disarm her. And then as soon as she was tapping out, uh, Lacey Evans was in the ring and hit. Becky with a woman's right and then Becky stood up and took another woman's right cool Becky sold those very well this feud continues this feud is a little flat but I'm okay with it because Becky is still good on the promo I think Becky is good enough to have a decent match with Lacey and obviously this this feud is not going to be anywhere near the level of the Wrestlemania feud obviously so we need to take it for what it is at this point so that's that uh da, 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 da. next <laughs> speaking of name changes we had ricochet in his uh st- the start of his singles career with alistair moving the smackdown versus robert rude <laughs> yes bobby rude is now robert rude and he shaved his beard but kept the mustache he looks like he looks like the reincarnation of ravishing rick rude he looks like joey ryan's father he, whatever you want to say, he looks like it today. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of great. He's a heel character. He, you know, he cut a promo. He said he he lost 200 pounds of weight uh, in the superstar shakeup as far as Chad Gable that was holding him down. And now, now he gets to focus on that. And again, this is this this is an example of two people who should be winning in the same match together. You want to build these kind of people up. But then Rude beat Ricochet clean with a glorious DDT. Again, on one hand, I want I'm, it's bad for Ricochet. I've been saying it forever that they like Alistair more than Ricochet because Alistair was getting wins <laughs> with the Black Mass. And th- th- you could just see that the focus was more on Alistair. But now y- you can see it because Ricochet in his first singles match... Well, I don't know if it's first match as a singles competitor as, and he's not in his tag team anymore. He's losing to Robert Roode now. On the other hand, I think this is great for Bobby, for Robert. I think this is going to be good. He, it's it's a f- fresh character, kind of, <laughs> and it kind of looks like they're leaning more towards his heel character from NXT. So, and that worked beautifully. So I think it will again if they keep this going. I think this is going to be really good for. Uh, Robert. So, like I said, on one hand, I want Ricochet to win. On the other hand, I think this is going to be good for Robert, much like Cesaro and Cedric from earlier. Uh, and Next, we had... Ah, then, well, we're on the main event. Here we go. Uh, AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin to earn a Universal Championship match. Actually, <laughs> before we get... Okay, so right before this match aired, right before this match went on, we had we finally had Bray Wyatt and i know this is what everyone's talking about this week <laughs> if you haven't seen this segment i suggest watching it pause this go watch the video come back and we'll talk about it because i won't go through the whole thing it's called it's called the firefly funhouse and it's bray wyatt basically doing a very disturbing and creepy version of mr rogers and he introduces mercy the raptor he introduces a, a puppet the puppet but we don't know what the puppet's name everyone says something everyone's people are saying abby people are saying penny people are saying just uh, pop poppy like i've heard a bunch of different names i heard penny the last time but abby makes a lot more sense because abigail but whatever and then he says something about i'm never going to turn into my old self again and here's the reminder of that And it's a cardboard cutout of his old Bray Wyatt character. And he takes a chainsaw to it after listening to his hurt glove. Trust me, you're going to want to watch this to understand what I'm saying. But then he chainsaws the cardboard cutout in half. It's it. okay? (laughs) so initial reaction to this, I hated it because I have become a very cynical fan as far as WWE and these kind of characters you we've seen i lived through the (laughs) Funkosaurus. i lived through something like that i've witnessed it so you can see why i'm a cynic but uh, so like i at first i was very like this is dumb they've ruined very why why are they doing this but as i've talked to more people as i've listened to a couple other reviews the common theme seems to be people think that this is this is going to continue. They're going to do a new episode every week of the Firefly Funhouse, and it's going to get more and more and more disturbed and more creepy every week until Bray just kind of breaks. Broken. not, nah, not necessarily broken. I just thought of that. But if that's what they're doing and they do it somewhat right – I will be perfectly okay with this and I'm on board with it. I've I've actually turned a page because I think that's what they're doing. And if they are doing that, it's going to be very fun. It's going it's very original. I think it's I think it's going to be good. Now, if they do God, they could do so many things. If they bring in Eric Young and Nikki Cross, that could be bad. If they bring in uh, if they make him mystical again, if it's a split personality, no, sorry. If it's a split personality, that could be bad. There's a couple different ways that this could become bad. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they do it right. If if it's if it's just him getting more and more disturbed every week until he finally becomes just a psychopath, then like if he just becomes psychotic, that's the best way to do this. So I hope that's how they do it. All right. So we. So then we come back and it's AJ Styles uh, versus Baron Corbin, slow match. I hate that Baron Corbin's in the main event of Raw. I, uh, I he just doesn't deserve to be there. And it, it, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, he's he's annoying. I like the iconics, but he and he's a bad wrestler. He's slow on purpose, and he's he's getting all this heat." I understand that actually, and I kind of agree with it. But for me, it's not heel heat is supposed to be oh i hate you i want to see you get beat up by this guy i want to see you i want to see you lose i want to see you get punched in the face with baron corbin or it's just entertaining like the iconics i with baron corbin i literally just don't i didn't pay attention to much much of this match Because I just, I know what he's going to do. I know how these matches are going to be. I know how slow it is. I pay attention towards the end, obviously, because I want to know who wins. But I just don't pay attention to these matches anymore. I, 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 it's go away heat. It's, it's when Corbin's on the screen, I roll my eyes and I just don't want to watch his match. And that's not the kind of heat that you want. You don't want people turning off. Literally, I wonder if I can find it. Uh, The the ratings you can see clearly how Corbin kind of affected the ratings. I mean, it's not necessarily all Corbin, but let me see if I still have the Alvarez. Yeah, okay. So Corbin was in the three way in the beginning of the or in the second hour, and he wrestled in the main event. So the uh, the eight p.m. viewership was two sixty eight million at two point six eight. And then at the second hour was two point three million, so already that's a thirty eight that's a point three eight drop and then at the ten p m it's uh two fifteen two point five one five million and that's a one point one five drop i Corbin in the main event just doesn't excite anyone and it, why it why should it like it it it's not it's not big enough for to keep people around and they already know that people are leaving. So why not put on something that you want to see? I just don't understand it. But yeah, AJ ended up winning with a phenomenal forearm. And Seth Seth came out and they had a handshake. So I can't wait for that match. Uh, Seth versus AJ is going to be phenomenal. All right, we're going to move on to SmackDown Live. We open up with... Uh, Shane McMahon and he comes out and he, you know, he does his Greg Hamilton shtick. That's fine. But then he says, you know, we have to talk about Roman Reigns because last week he beat up a de- he he beat up my father, Vince McMahon. And he goes, who would beat up someone's dad? <laughs> I thought that was really funny because of the whole Miz thing. It was a great heel line from Shane. Um, and he said, you know, I could find him, I could fire him, all this kind of stuff. But you know, we're on SmackDown Live. We we settle things in the ring. So. Shane or yeah, Roman come on out here and Roman's actually getting good uh he's getting good responses right now when Shane was saying stuff like we could find him, we could fire him the crowd were booing the crowd didn't want that to happen it was good and then when Roman came out he's getting he's still getting a good reaction they need to capitalize on that this is not necessarily the way to do it because Roman came out he was about to talk with his mic through the mic on the ground Shane then threw his mic on the ground but before they could fight Elias ran out and distracted Roman Shane attacked him Roman kind of overcame it a little bit but then the two of them just brutally beat him down and that's how the segment ended with a uh ooh what's his finisher I don't remember Elias's finisher what is it called um <laughs> yikes i (laughs) well elias hit him with his finisher can't think of what it's called anyway yeah we we so we come back from commercial break and elias is sitting on the back of a car and he's strumming his guitar and he sings a little song about how he is challenging roman to uh a match at money in the bank because elias is money in the bank and Shane then pops up next to him and he's like hey man that was great that was great yeah well great challenge he'll never accept it uh but let's go let's go we got to we, we got to get out of here and they jumped in the car and left it was actually really fun Shane kind of feels like that uh the spoiled rich kid which i think would be a great gimmick for for a heel Shane i think that'll be good um so yeah we're getting Elias versus Roman cuz Roman accepted it later and at money in the bank gonna be a slow 10-minute match with a lot of rest holds not excited for that that's why i think this isn't the best way to build up roman like i was saying um yeah i think i think this is building to a shane versus roman match at the saudi show we'll see how that works so back to the superstar Shakeup stuff andrade's back on smackdown so uh finn balor comes out and then they go back to selena and andrade in the back and as Zelina says, you know, Finn tried to run from us with the Finn got beat on raw last week and then tried to run away to SmackDown. And, but he can't run from us we're, we're coming for him in that intercontinental championship. I think that was really good reasoning. Probably the only reasoning that we've seen throughout the superstar shakeup kayfabe wise. Um, this was a good match, not as good as their match on raw last week, but it was still a good match. These two are very good together. At the end of the match saw, uh, Zelina climbed the top rope to try to cross-body Finn in front of the ref. I didn't – I'm not a fan of the finish. Um, Finn ducked it, and she uh, went into Andrade's arms. Andrade caught her. He set her down in the corner, turned around, drop kick to Andrade, a missile drop, you know, or whatever, his running corner drop kick, and then a coup de grace for the win. It made Zelina look a little dumb. I. I – I didn't like that. Um, And, yeah, now it's a 50-50 feud. Cool. Oh, WWE. But, yeah, decent match. We'll see. Um, We then had a little promo package for uh, Aleister Black. Aleister Black, and he, I got Bray Wyatt vibes from this promo. It was very kind of ominous and very well-spoken, but it kind of meant nothing. It was a lot like you don't. You don't truly understand my, what was it? My uh, traumatic backstory, something like that. I don't know. I hope that they do. Black background and a black shirt because his last name is Alistair Black and he's dark and fade to black, right? Got to hammer home that point. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I hope they do something with him. I really think Alistair Black has the potential to be a top guy on SmackDown on SmackDown. Like I he has potential to be WWE champion, I really think. And I just hope that they use him right. We'll see how it works. Uh Kyrie Sane versus Peyton Royce. The iconics this time they can't for, first of all, Kyrie Kyrie Sane came out to a great reaction, which is good. And Peyton Royce and Billy Kay actually came out to a great reaction as well as far as a heel goes. They were getting booed. And when they said their iconic thing, people were saying it before because they go, and the future is, and th- th- when they when they took that pause, the crowd said iconic. They said iconic, and then they booed them saying iconic. They're starting to get more and more reaction. I think I hope it builds and eventually they start getting a consistent heel reaction. Um, what I didn't like was Kyrie Sane beating Peyton Royce in relatively quick fashion, about two or three minutes uh, with an insane elbow. <sighs> I like Kyrie winning, but now nah, Peyton and Billy have now lost four in a row. And I I, I just don't know. They need to start having them win. And their heels, have them win by nefarious means. Like, that's the whole point of having heels, especially having a heel manager like, when Billy's out there and Peyton's losing, have Billy cheat. Like, I, uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, towards the end of the match, uh, Sonya and Mandy came out, and they were just clapping for Kyrie. But then uh, but then, who interrupts them <laughs> but Jinder Mahal? Oh, Jinder's back on SmackDown. I don't like that. <laughs> um but yeah, so it was announced, Ginder was gonna have a match with Chad Gable. Chad Gable's making his way down to the ring, but oh no, they don't get their match because from behind, Lars Sullivan attacks Chad Gable, um, and then he attempts to try to attack Jinder. but Jinder gets out of the ring. But the Singh brothers didn't get out of the ring in time, so he beats up Lars. Beats up the Singh brothers, and who comes out to make the save? But our truth, it looks like they're building up uh R Truth versus Lars Sullivan for the first feud, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think that that could be a good first feud for them. Uh for specifically for Lars. I mean obviously he's going to win that. The matches aren't gonna be great, but they can be quick and it can make Lars look like a monster. Oh boy. Okay, next next we had Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Not in a match, but it was a face to face. And this really kind of reminded me how good becky is because she just is that good becky it felt kind of big time again uh she these these two they have such a good history they have some such good chemistry that this actually it felt organic and the the and it felt kind of chaotic because they were talking over each other at times and blah 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 but charlotte was literally just like you didn't you didn't beat me. There, uh, you beat Rhonda, and you took my title. So I feel like I have a claim to face you for the title, which is fair. Which is why I like triple threat matches, because um, it, it it does create some storyline. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The, Becky was like, "This is why I like the superstar shakeup because I get new, fresh matches." But now management just keeps putting me in these stupid things with Charlotte. that 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 never end and that she called it a web charlotte's web great stuff um this brought out bailey who said yeah hey i i was brought here as a singles competitor so i'm looking for that smackdown women's championship and charlotte you're in my way so uh get out my way so (laughs) obviously we have uh charlotte versus bailey number one contendership well to earn a smackdown women's championship opportunity it's not a number one contendership match because there are no number one contenders. Stupid. This was a phenomenal match. This was actually great. I love Bailey. I love Charlotte. They're both great in the ring. This was a great match. I bought in. I bought into some near falls. And it it, it was just overall good. I enjoyed it. Um, Charlotte ended up winning with a spear. Wonder why we call her the female Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, no, but it, it was a great spear, great finish, and but now we're getting Charlotte versus Becky. Now, I say that. I'm actually going to defend this, and there, uh, there's a very split, de- split opinion on this online, whether, you know, why are we seeing Becky versus Charlotte again. I personally am okay with this. I think it's a, because she has both belts and she's able to defend both belts. It's a good mix of a new up-and-comer, as far as Lacey Evans to try to build someone and a big time star as far as Charlotte. So like you get that mix, you don't want you don't want necessarily two up and comers because then if Becky beats them both, that's just kind of burying the division. So you have one up and comer with a good match and one match with Charlotte. It, I think it works. Um so I'm I I don't mind. Plus, they're very good together and it's going to be a very good match. So I'm excited for it. Money in the Bank is turning out to be great. So then we had Kofi Kingston versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Kevin Owens and – well, sorry, Big O. Big O and Xavier were on commentary, their little New Day commentary thing, because Kevin Owens was made an official member of New Day uh, until Big E comes back. So, yay, that should be fun for the next couple months. Um, Of course, Nakamura had Rusev and Lana in there in his corner. But no one really got involved uh, during the match. I say that. They got involved at the end of the match. So this was a very good match. It was slow-paced. It felt like they were stretched, not stretched for time. Like, they had too much time on their hands. It felt like the match was supposed to be shorter. But it got stretched out. But either way, I I still enjoyed it. I'm a huge Nakamura fan. So, and Kofi's just, Kofi's been on fire lately. Um, but the, the real angle came at the end of the match because, uh, Kofi was, Kofi had the SOS, hit the SOS on Nakamura and he's going for the pin. Rusev comes in and breaks up the pin, right? So then Xavier, and he's beating up Kofi. Xavier comes in for the save and they get that save, but then Xavier kind of gets knocked out and uh, Big O comes in for the save as well. They take out what's it? they take out oh rusev rusev's in the ring still trying to or no rusev gets taken out sorry i i'm i'm doing this off a memory rusev gets taken out by xavier but then xavier takes a kinshasa from nakamura he's out so then it's kofi and big o in the ring nakamura runs in there kofi ducks a clothesline trouble in paradise right Yay, New Day stand tall. (laughs) Super kick from Kevin Owens to Kofi Kingston. What? Yeah, Kevin Owens officially turned heel. Uh, He tore off his New Day shirt. He had his Kevin Owens shirt on. And he brutally beat down Kofi Kingston. uh, And eventually he tried to... He went outside to do the, uh, the barricade bomb that he does to so many people. And... At this point, Xavier got back up and hit a drop kick to save Kofi, but then Kevin Owens beat up Xavier and gave gave Xavier the bar- the, not the barricade. What am I saying? The uh, the ring the ring apron bomb the power bomb onto the ring apron, and Xavier sold it perfectly. It looked like he was in excruciating pain. Kofi looked pissed, and Kevin was pissed. Kevin was like, "You think this is yours? You think that no, this is mine." This, this should be mine. I, I should have been in the match and everything. This is going to be great. As I was a huge advocate. I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, too, where I think this could be really good for Kevin Owens uh, just to have some fun while Big E's out and just build a babyface thing for an eventual heel turn and do it for a couple months, you know. And I was, I was very big on that. I think why not give babyface Kevin Owens a chance? But then as soon as he turned heel, I was all for it. I was ecstatic. I was super happy because heel Kevin Owens is just fantastic. It looks like they're doing the prize fighter gimmick because, you know, he's going after that title. It just, he picked up the title and was like shoving it in Kofi's face. It was all phenomenal. And I can't, I, I, I just love Kevin Owens, so I can't even be that mad about it. It's, it's going to be good. So it looks like, it's not official, but it looks like we're getting Kevin versus Kofi at Money in the Bank. And that was SmackDown so overall uh, Raw was decent I would give Raw a it was here's the thing Raw was better than most weeks I'll give it a three and a half Raw was better than most weeks it still wasn't great but it was better than some episodes of Raw so I'll give it that it does it it feels fresh with you know with people like Cesaro and Ricochet and all these people Robert Roode and uh, AJ Styles it feels it feels fresh so I'll I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, three and a half stars. On SmackDown's side, I'll give it a three out of five as well. A three out of five for SmackDown is better than a three out of five for Raw, though. <laughs> it's weird. It it was a good show. It just, it, it, nothing, uh, I say nothing big happened. I'll give it a four. Because I, re- I do remember saying, like, oh, nothing big happened. But that was right before the Kevin Owens turn. I'll give it a four because that heel turn was great, and the Charlotte Bailey match was great. Um, it was just it was a very fun show. I get it. They go by so quick after what you watch three hours of Raw, and then the SmackDown show goes so fast. Yeah, good shows. Uh, I that's all I really got to say on it. Um, next, hopefully, in the next episode, we will be talking <laughs> mock draft if I can get Connor in this studio so we can do our mock draft. If not, I'm just going to post my mock draft online. That's just how it's going to go. Maybe I'll still do that. Any, I'm going to do that anyway, but I might, that might be what we do anyway. Um, but yeah, that's all the time I have for today. Like I said, in uh, the beginning of the show, Twitter, uh, our links are in the description. I don't need to go through all of them. Connor usually does that. Um, give us a subscribe, uh, or a follow or whatever it is on your favorite podcast app uh if you leave us a review or you know send us a review like on twitter or something uh we will give you a shout out just it be like hey what up thanks for the review we'll read out your review if you want us to and we have voice messages on anchor you can send us in a question or an opinion that you want us to talk about uh you can do that on the anchor app on the podcast i've i've Looked at it, it looks fairly simple. There's literally you go to the podcast and there's a voice message button on the top. If not, you can send in videos on Twitter, you can send you can tweet us your questions, anything like that, anything you want us to talk about, we will talk about it. But that's all the time I hear. Thank you all to us. We kidding about as cold time. as my wrist. Got me down in a fifth. Got me drowning in track. indecisions. Genie, I'm full of wishes. Still can't help with the disposition. Of just a young college kid with all the privilege. Stress beyond beliefs, so control stormin' through the villages. Keep an image of Priscilla with the j Jade. Dylan need another dollar, dollar in manila, so vanilla with a swirl, let the blade run. Tongue drips, slice down the middle of our nation Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation Kept me busy since day one, accusations Pockets gained a little weight, like my ex-bitch Still the only bricks that I've been stacking, been in Tetris Never measured up, cause we've been on a different metric and i don't give a fuck about who the next i feel the is. hole in my soul with palace and pre-logos acid wash jeans the vans and the ralph polo burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa i just want to jump from the top and fly solo Fill the hole in my soul with palace and pre-logos acid wash jeans the vans and the ralph polo burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa i just